It can look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. Welcome to the Nightlight Podcast. Turn on the light when things go bump in the night. Welcome to the Nightlight Podcast. This is Kristen. And I'm Megan. And welcome. So uh, what's going on, Megan? Oh, not much. Not much. You know, the huge the horror huge. movies, pandemic. Same, same. You know. Yeah. And it's a really rainy day outside today. So it's actually kind of a woohoo, spooky type yes. day to be having a horror podcast. Perfect weather for horror podcasts. Of course, Absolutely. I watched one in the movies yesterday when it was beautiful and sunny and sixty. Yes, it was, it was gorgeous yesterday, but now it's rainy and dreary and perfect for our movies. And what's our movie today? Our movie today is It Follows. Dun, dun, dun. So, a bit of background about the film. So, It Follows was made in 2014, but was not released until 2015. It premiered at the Keynes Film Festival. So, as always, most of my sources are Wikipedia, and I will fill you in on any of my other sources as we go on. So, It Follows was written and directed by David Robert Mitchell. Um, It received critical acclaim upon release. Originally debuted, debuted, debuted debutante works for me whatever (laughs) at the Keynes film festival in 2014 but not released in theaters until 2015 oh my god she needs to stop texting me about her vaccine sorry (laughs) i'm trying to read this stuff off my phone and my sister is blowing up my phone that she got the shot i'm very proud of you yay yay carrie Um, so Mitchell came up with the idea based on recurring dreams that he had as a child about being followed. Mm. But he said the whole like transmission through sex came a bit later because I hope that wasn't part of his childhood yes. dreams. And if you've never seen it, follows, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so then he did an interview with Digital Spy, and this is from Ben Rossens Jones article. Uh, Mitchell wanted the whole entity to be kind of this idea of dream logic, Mm -hmm. that they're in a nightmare. And when you're in this nightmare, there's no solving it, which same, I have recurring nightmares about being stuck at work. Ooh. And there's no way of me getting out of work. <laughs> that really is... That's terrible. Um, the soundtrack, which I thought was very impressive, so good. was done by Disaster Piece, who did the music for a video game called Fez. And Mitchell reached out after playing the game and feeling like the music really clicked with his ideas for this movie. That really makes sense. It kind of has like almost a video game... Like- yes, kind of like an uh, aspect to it. Yeah, it's very 80s inspired. Right. And then um, it was also... It was filmed in Michigan, where Mitchell grew up. Ooh. So yeah, so that's some background about the film. Okay. Which I, I really like the Michigan aspect of it because not too many things take place in Michigan. Yeah, I didn't even really focus on where it was taking place other well, than the suburban like, okay, nature this is, of things. This is embarrassing. Because, you know, when Yara talks about not being able to go south of eight yes, miles. Yes, I was just going to mention that. <laughs> because that's, of the Eminem movie. <laughs> that's, that's when I, I think I, it hit me that it must be Michigan because I was like, oh, right, eight miles. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So who does this who does it follow this movie? It follows those sexually active young adults. <laughs> yes, um, you know, like they're in college. Right. I think um 
Jay is definitely implied to be in college because yeah. um, she talks about being back in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know if her sister is supposed to be in college. I'm she ass- might be in high school. It's hard to tell because it's like she showed working during the day when Jay is at school. So oh yeah, maybe they're both in college. But there, it's also implied that the family like has issues and stuff. So she right. might have maybe dropped out. Right, right. But Jay is obviously in college because right. when we see her in class, but it's very collegiate there's a, setting. There's always this whole like um ambiguous nature to everything in the yes. film as per like seasons everything. and time period. time period so even their age is left kind of up to interpretation yeah. mm-hmm. um it is very dreamlike in that in that way yeah. where your brain would like pick and choose like the types of things right. that you're seeing right so it's really cool yeah and that i really related to that whole like dream aspect of it yes. and it got me thinking if one of your nightmares became a horror movie when did you ever have any reoccurring nightmares i never had anything reoccurring and i'm really bad at remembering my dreams which sucks because i love dreams like people always say that dreams are like boring to listen to i love dreams i love hearing people's dreams they're always so much fun um, but you want me to like pick a nightmare that I've had? Well, like, cause I was thinking about like what reoccurring dream did I have as a child that would make a good horror movie? And the answer is none of them, but that I, I did have one reoccurring nightmare that I thought was hilarious. Is it the one I'm thinking of? The one with, um, the dinosaur walls? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure, a sleep hole at Pearl's. Did that happen in high school? No, when I was younger and, um, oh my God, Bob Saget. Okay. Dad, daddy from Full House. So I used to have a dream. I'm so excited that for this. Bob Saget, and this okay. I had this dream multiple times, okay. was like talking to us. And it was always like at the school I was currently attending. So I'm talking like my <laughs> elementary, my pre-K school, even my fifth grade school. And he was like talking to us and he fell into a big cup of coffee. <laughs> Okay. Wake up, San Francisco. He fell into a big cup of coffee and turned into a little matchstick man. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I vividly remember there was a bag of charcoal that had a little matchstick man logo. Yeah. So I, I like can remember being in my neighbor's garage and seeing that bag okay. there. And I think this is where this matchstick man came from. And he would chase everyone around the school while he was on fire, <laughs> trying to set people on fire. <laughs> what was he talking to the school about before this I happened? I can't even tell you. It's just like he's talking, he falls into the cup of coffee, and then he's a matchstick man, and he's lighting everything on fire. Oh I'm just saying, if anyone wants to option that movie, Paramount, That sounds like an amazing call. movie to me. That sounds like an amazing movie. Bob Saget in The Matchstick Man. I don't man. think it would be good as being followed, but... Yeah, it's not as good as this. But it's its own genre of good, as in so bad, it's good. And I cannot wait until the premiere of Bob Saget calling The Matchstick Man. <laughs> coming in 2022 and there's no way to defeat him he just chased after you <laughs> you gotta win oh, yeah that's how things in dreams happen i mean we'll get into this but you know there really isn't any defined way to defeat the entity in this either. but like no Kristen, like no joke i had this dream like multiple times like that is that is so weird were you like afraid of bob saget no i loved full house as i said to you earlier in the week everything i knew about disney i learned from full house <laughs> oh yes when we get to be queen for a day like michelle she was princess for the day but it's, oh excuse me i thought it's it was okay. queen 
Does she get the sword out of the stone too? No, she Is rubs the lamp because Aladdin oh, had just come out around that time. Yes, so it was time okay. with Aladdin. Come on, product placement. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've seen that episode. Literally everything but. I know about Disney, I know from that episode of Full <laughs> until I actually went. Yeah. So now everything I know about Disney, I know from my visit and that episode of Full House. <laughs> Still waiting for my magic lamp rub. It's um it's as good as an education as any i suppose so now that this podcast has turned into bob saget yes (laughs) let's flip it around and Mm -hmm. back to it follows yes you want to start off oh sure okay so we're we open on a quiet neighborhood street and it's like a very stark sort of shot and one thing that i'm just going to point out is that this movie the direction of this film there's a lot of like wide shots and slow pushes like it's all about that sort of like stark type of directing and it happens throughout the film and it, it just really affecting to me it like allows you to almost kind of be scared of like the entirety of what could be around you which makes sense due to how this entity or the demon kind of works then all of a sudden like it's very quiet suburban street like everything looks totally fine Nothing's wrong with this picture. And then all of a sudden, there's a girl in, like, a tank top and panties and high-heeled shoes runs out of a house and starts running down the street. Um, You look like you want to say something about this. The most impractical outfit ever. Though I do, I do relate because I don't know if you're ever younger and your mom got home from the grocery store and she's like, come help me bring the groceries mm-hmm. in and you literally put on any pair of shoes you can find. Yes, yeah. So I do relate to that hurried feelings of throwing a pair of shoes. Yes, I know. And it's kind of like, I was, you know, this is the second time I've seen this movie and I imagined it both times of her being like, she must have had sex with her boyfriend or something in that house because it's not her house her father comes out of another house no he doesn't that's her house that was her house yes oh i thought it was a different house okay. no it was her house oh never mind i just always imagined that she like had had sex with the person who had the demon or whatever no 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 because it's implied that jeff gave it to her oh okay so maybe i shouldn't be explaining this movie because apparently a lot of it went over my head but <laughs> but okay so now i don't understand at all why she's wearing high heel shoes and i think it was more to me it looked like she was like in like almost like a nightgown set yeah like a nighttime set and she probably saw just took whatever she 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 saw the demon she just grabbed whatever shoes she had yeah and maybe it was kind of like an homage to like slasher movies because i i haven't seen that many slasher movies but i feel like they always put like the very sexy women in like these skimpy outfits and whatever shoes running away from whatever right me i took it more as of a she literally just grabbed whatever pair of shoes oh yeah i think that's what it's supposed to be in the world but in terms of she's like um there's like that sweeping shot as she's like walking down the street and then like mm-hmm. walks around something oh, and yeah, gets and in the camera car. Oh yeah, camera goes all the way around. Yeah. It's oh, it's so cool. So it's like clearly some unseen force. Yeah, but, I mean Annie gets in the car. Her name is Annie, and yeah. literally like just. Well, before she does that, like there's a person putting their groceries back in, like taking their groceries out of their car or something, and they're like, "Are you okay? Do you need help?" And like I really was like. Good, good that she has good neighbors who would actually oh, say, no, no. I you know, say, are you like, stressed? The, the side characters in this are, like, very, like, supportive. Yes. Like, nobody could just, like, ignore someone. Yeah, no. And then her father is there, and he's like, what's wrong? What are you doing? And I don't know. As crazy as this as this thing is, 
I would explain it to somebody or I would be like, something's chasing me. Oh my goodness. Something's chasing me. And, you know, let somebody know. But also if she knows other people can't see it, which clearly she does, um, she's afraid of being seen. Like, you know, that she's going to be taken someplace, Hmm. probably medicated. Like, you know, they think she's probably losing her mind. Also, there's the stigma behind it that you had to admit that you had sex to your parent. That is true. Also, that is, that is a valid point, but I don't know if, you know, you also look crazy just running from nothing. So I don't know. That's just me. But you you are right. There's a lot of things behind it that would make you not. And I forgot at the this point in the film that other people can't see it. Except for you, if you have the... Uh, right, if you've been cursed or you've passed the, the cursed on. The disease or whatever it is. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, she says to everybody, oh, I'm fine. And I actually have a note right here that that just says in all caps, you are not fine (laughs) because she's not. Um, And we get the we get a lot of moments of like a lot of like swelling music in it because we just talked about how great the Mm -hmm. music is. And I just have a note that says the music is very effective because uh, it is in this moment. And she gets in the car and she's just like speeding away from it. Um. And then she ends up just driving to like a beach somewhere and sits in the middle of the beach, just waiting for this thing to come for her. It's also a very beautiful, stark shot of like her just sitting alone on the beach. Um, did you want, I feel like I'm talking no, up a storm. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, my, my questions here is like, did Annie give up at this point? Yeah. It seems like she does based on the, cause she, her dad calls her several times and she finally mm. picks up and she's like, I love you. I'm sorry for being. Yeah. The way I like, I mean, Annie seems like a typical young adult that, yeah. you know, that she was probably shit to her parents once or twice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it seems like she just like gave up at that point. Um, but speaking of the music, because after she talks with her father and she's just sitting there, we get a flash to her now dead. Yeah. But there's no like, I felt like. I felt like in other horror movies, we would have gotten like a ba-dum or something oh, like, you yeah. know, music cue. And there is no music yeah, cue. It and absolutely it, like, would have it walked you. your, infa- your yeah. expectations and stuff. Yeah, I would have walked you right there. But and, speaking of walking, when I first saw this movie, I literally said, how could her leg possibly be where where it is? What the hell? And then it like winds out and you see her broken leg like just the way it is is so crazy and i'm like oh that's that's how it that that would do it sure <laughs> i mean it, it's such a stark shot of like her just i keep saying stark shot but like there's a lot of that in this um with her leg just completely broken and yeah her with her right laying on her the head. beach and yeah. she's you know and even so much like She's wearing very pale clothes. The mm-hmm. sand is very pale, but her shoe is very red, and so yeah. is her blood. Like you know, it's, it's yeah. a very nice, like composed. Yes, it's very beautifully composed. Yes. Do you, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> I, I mean, I can, I can, but I can, I can do it too. I, <laughs> We're still figuring things out here, folks. Um. So then we get Jay going into the pool, which again, yeah. this is where we get the season questions because it's like fallish but she's comfortably swimming in a pool yeah in the pool and it's it, since we do know it's michigan like if it was winter you would not be <laughs> wearing i think even in the fall you wouldn't be yeah wearing. probably not yeah they never it really does make you question where you are when you are um and she's like enjoying the pool and she's enjoying nature and she like there's a little ant on her i know and then she just unceremoniously kills it <laughs> two little 
Well, ants can kind of like. I think it was just a little cuts. fly, and she puts her arm in, and then it like dies. It floats because I think it's dead. They can like skim on surface tension, like they don't okay. sink. All right, never mind. She didn't kill the. I accused <laughs> her of killing an is, ant. So this I'm is wrong. not a scientific discussion over whether or not an <laughs> ant or a fly. Can. Anyway, there's two neighborhood boys spying spying on yep. her, and like her sister comes out, and she's like, "Oh, we're watching a movie," and she's like, yeah. "I've got a date." Yeah, I'm done. going out tonight. And then, like, we go in the house, and the mom's on the phone, and she's very, like, obscured. We never really see the yeah, mom's the, face. The mom's always obscured. Yeah. And like, this, she's almost like a Peanuts yes. adult. <laughs> and then, like, you know, we see her sister, and we meet their friends, Yara and Paul, who Yara is something else i can tell you that uh-huh. and this is where we get more of that like acronism because they're watching yeah. an old movie on an old tv, TV set with like rabbit ears but yara is reading an e-reader like a little yeah, compact but it's like shell. it's a shell phone i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i want one it's kind of cool it's kind of cool um and it also seems like a just a play on straight play on cell phone a shell phone <laughs> right um but there's a lot of shells we can get into this but there's a lot of shell she has the shell and then when jay goes on the date she's got oh, she's the, shell, the shell necklace, necklace. Yeah. they're all she's in the pool she, they're at the beach there's a lot of water yeah there's a lot movie. of water reference so but like i mean we're shown like jay is shown like really like finding the pool as a safe place here yeah. in the beginning shots mm-hmm. that she like, really she, seems to love it yes which comes back to haunt her yes, absolutely and like paul's making like goo goo eyes at jay he's like Hi. Oh yeah, Paul. Paul has Hi, a heart for Jay. Oh, and um, the uh, Yara is reading the Idiot, which I meant to look up what that book is about because they do quote from it several times. Um, I actually vaguely remember reading something about it. I think it's about like a monster okay. or something. I don't know. I was not reading the Idiot for I, this. I heard it was no. I didn't want to read it, but I I meant to look it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm the idiot, so. <laughs> so now we have Jay getting ready for her date, and she puts on her shell necklace, and she's got a cute little yeah. dress on. Mm-hmm. And I all love her stuff. tulip lamps. Yeah, her tulip lamps are really cool. <laughs> she's got some pretty neat bedroom decor. Yeah, she's got some style. They definitely have style in this movie. Yeah, and then they go to they cut to the movie theater. Right, they're on she- a date. She's on this date with this guy named Hugh, or so we think. Is that dun, is dun, his dun. real name? What do you think of the trade game? Oh, I was just going to bring that up. Um, I feel like it has significance in the movie because it's just basically like the game is pick a person that you would trade lives with. You know, just basically you see them and you just pick them based on what you're looking at. Then the other person has to guess. And I feel like it kind of feeds into... You know, you get this curse and you'd rather be anybody else because, and then also the demon like taking on the the images of other people. So I feel like it's foreshadowing, which I think was really cool because if you remember our discussion on The Shining about sort of hammering you over the head with things, but this movie kind of like gives you like little bits and pieces so that it's there, the foreshadowing is there, but you're not you kind of left to figure that out on your own as the movie progresses. But mm-hmm. it, I think it's a really fun, it's a fun little game that she brings up. 
So, I mean, and he does say he wants to trade places with the kid mm-hmm. because he has his whole life in front of him, which mm-hmm. is further like hammers the point that he knows he's he's gonna on die. Time, yeah. But then they make a comment that that child is probably using the bathroom as they speak, and that kid is way too old <laughs> to be in diapers. So I can tell you right now, he is not using the bathroom <laughs> as they speak. I didn't even pay attention to that. Get, no, no, they're like, okay, and you can just go to the bathroom whenever you want, and it's like mm-hmm. that kid is not in diapers. <laughs> it's like six. <laughs> Like, seriously, have they never seen a child before? I mean, this is a dreamscape, so maybe it's a six-year-old with a diaper who never I never got dream of a six-year-old with a diaper. It's not your dream, man. <laughs> but speaking of that, the theater is super old-timey. Yes. Like, it's there's got that organ player. Yeah, and... absolutely. And it seems like the type of theater that you would dream yourself being in, because it's mm-hmm. so, like, iconic with the red right, curtains right. and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Um, and when they're playing the trade game in the theater, Jay's date, Hugh, he he sees someone who Jay doesn't say. He's like, the girl yep. in the yellow dress. And Jay's mm-hmm. like, there's no girl in the yellow dress, dude. Yep. He's like, yeah, we need to go. We got to go right now. We got to go. And that also like sort of belies that you could just skip out on a movie because it doesn't cost you $40 to go. So. That's... Have you ever walked out of a movie? I have I've never walked out on a movie, but I wanted to one time. It was, uh, oh God, what is it? it was called like The Breakup or something. No, 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 not that movie. It was like, it was one of those Friends with Benefits movies. In fact, I think it was the one called Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. I was so pissed at that movie about how much I hated it. And I wanted to leave, but my sister seemed to be enjoying it. So I had to stay. <laughs> Dennis and I walked out of Couples Retreat. I don't, I remember the name, but I don't remember. Yeah, it was like um, Kristen Bell, drawing a blank, who else was in it? I just remember Justin, oh, is his name Justin? Jason? Oh, he, Sudeikis? No, he was possibly in it. I, I'm going to be 100% <laughs> honest with you. It's the guy from Arrested Development. Oh, Bateman. There we go. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. I think Vince Vaughn was in it. I could be wrong. I bet you he was. Um. But it was like, we, I want to say came out in 2009. We'd been dating like six months at that point. And we literally walked out. It was less than six months because we walked out and we went to a bar and watched the Yankees win the World Series instead. Oh, a good that's decision. Fun. That's a and, very good decision. And then decision. I wanted to walk out of Anchorman 2 and just sit in the lobby on my phone. But Dennis <laughs> seemed to be enjoying it. He uh, really wasn't. He just thought like he didn't want it. He didn't leave. And I, leave, yeah. I was just like, I would have more fun in the lobby. And both of us just sat there in torturous silence. Oh, no. But that was a bit further on to our relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been so bold as to walk out. And I don't think I've ever walked out of a, a show either, like a Broadway show. Oh, I would never. I pay good money for I, the I, seats. I, I, my aunt has walked out of plenty of shows. Literally, <laughs> literally right now, because I miss Broadway so much, mm-hmm. I would chain myself to one of those seats. Aww. I'm like, you, I'm not leaving until you entertain me. Sadness. Get Patrick Page here. Oh, no. Still I know. Never- you have Hades to see. Town. You're gonna see Hades Town, and if you out there have not seen Hades Town, go get the soundtrack. Go listen; it's great. Last year, before the world ended, Kristen and I were supposed to go see West Side Story, <gasps> yes. and then Broadway closed. Like what the day after, the day we were supposed yeah. to go, yeah. the day before we were supposed mm-hmm. to and go. We were kind of gonna go too. Yeah, and then my husband had gotten me tickets to Hades Town because my birthday was right around pandemic start, and then Broadway hasn't reopened. And I don't uh. want to see shows. I know. I just want to see it. 
It's very, very sad. Anyway, we need to get back to this. These, these are New Yorker problems. New Yorker first world problems. <laughs> so they just walk out of the theater. Yep. Uh, you have to tell me what show your aunt walked out of later, because I'm very curious. I don't know. She's walked out of a bunch of them. We'll talk about that off, yeah. cat, off, off mic, <laughs> off because mic. I'm really curious now. <laughs> um, uh, so, where am I? So, like, this is when I realize, obviously, and when you realize that other people can't see the demon, so they're setting things up. And then it cuts to her walking with her sister. Kelly's her sister, oh, no, right? No, 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 but they're at, uh, yeah, Kelly's her sister, but they're at dinner and it's a silent dinner. Like, there's oh, no, right. like, you, like, they focus on them, but you focus mm-hmm. on the people in the background. Yeah. Like, you know, and there's like people walking towards yeah. them. And it's like, are some of them the demon or some of them not? But like, yeah, we're almost seeing this movie through Jay's perspective. Mm-hmm. For the most part, there are some times when we're not seeing it through Jay's yeah. perspective. So like, I'm like, are we actually seeing the demon or the entity yeah. or whatever we mm-hmm. want to call it? Or is it just people and that's yeah. what i love about this movie it mm-hmm. makes you really anxious because you sit creating, there and you're just like yeah is that someone it's creating that paranoia that you would have if you had this happen to you or it could be anybody and like it doesn't become clear i mean the way this this i kept calling it a demon it's more like an entity the way it works is that like sometimes it's a normal person but sometimes it's not and we'll get to that but um yeah it just creates that sense of like who's around you like who are we looking for can we pick out who it is before they get too close right and you know what this kind of reminds me of with the whole entity and you're almost always searching in the background for it is um oh god and i keep on bringing this up i think this is like the third time i brought this up on the podcast hill house oh yeah how you're always looking for those background for for the ghosts yeah Yeah, because they create that sense of like where is something and it becomes like a puzzle yeah yeah, um, but yeah, no, no. So then she's walking with her sister, and her sister smoking and litters the cigarette. Yes, and that also goes to the time period because it's like she smokes so nonchalantly, and like you don't know is it like could it be the eighties? Could it be the seventies when people would smoke with abandon and not really think? Because because Jay says something like Mom knows you smoke, right? And right. she's like, whatever. But yeah, so that I thought that was interesting, right? And we're kind of introduced to Greg. We don't get his name, but like we see them, they're walking in the neighborhood, oh, yes. and they see this tall, dark, and handsome young gentleman washing his station wagon. Yes, I actually dubbed Greg Greg the Hottie and called him GTH the entire oh, time. I, in called my notes. Him, I called him TTH, tall, dark, handsome, tall, dark. It's just so funny how they're setting you up between him and Paul. Like Paul is such a nebbish little nerd. And it's obvious that Craig is like the long-haired, like '90s sort of style hottie. Like, right, right. So I called him Greg the hottie. That's so funny. That Tdh, Tdh. I like. Oh, you should see when we do an, another movie. I just did abbreviations for everyone. So I'm gonna, there, I'm gonna be like, is that a T or a Q? We'll figure it out. But that's why, I like J, it's three letters. I mean, Greg is four. Yeah, but her, her name is actually Jamie. Yeah. Which I, because I had to figure it out. I, I felt like I didn't know everybody's names and like everybody's relationship to everybody else for a while. Right. You don't find out Kelly's name for a while until yeah, she's like in her ice cream shop and says Kelly. It's where, and I'm like, oh, good, Kelly, and I wrote it down. But yeah. Um, I don't remember if it's they're talking about anything particularly significant, um, other than the, the fact that, that she that reveals she, that she's going on a date with Hugh and Kelly's like, "Have you slept with him yet?" Yeah, and, and she's like, no. "Like, no, we haven't slept together yet." Um, but then she goes on another date with Hugh, mm-hmm. 
And that is the night that they have sex. And in the car. Well, they're on a beach first. Well, yeah, so they walk through a beach and then... They're first on a beach by the water, which seems to have a lot of significance of, of being sort of a safe place for Jay. Uh, and then they, like, make out or whatever. And then she's like, let's go back to the car. Super romantic. Um, <laughs> and they end up having sex. Right. So we, and, yeah, we see them have sex. And she kind of gives this whole little speech. Like, he gets out of the car and she's like, I've oh, always yeah. dreamed about being older and, like, mm-hmm. you know, riding in cars with my friends and going yeah. places. And, like, she gets, like, really poetic. And she, I like, know. goes, it's so but beautiful. now that we're older, like, where would we go? And yep. then he chloroforms her. Yeah, then he just chloroforms <laughs> like, well, her. That's enough of that. <laughs> I know she's waxing so poetic, and it's such a beautiful moment. And then he just—oh my god! I literally completely. wrote while Jay is waxing poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds, everybody. Great minds. But I mean, I relate to Jay that way because there are sometimes when I'm literally in the car with with Dennis usually, and mm. I'm just like, "What if we just drive?" Oh yeah, I like, think about that all just the keep time. Driving. I think about that no, all granted, the time. Where we live, I would get to probably Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what if we just kept going and yeah. like, what like if- how far would we get? And then I think to myself, not that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that way sometimes too. And then I always remember that my family would be really sad if I just like noped it out of some place. And then I'm like, oh, gotta stay. <laughs> I would tell people, but I would just be like. <laughs> Let's drive and see. Oh, yeah, I'm up. trying to start a new life. Is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Go rob a bank and then just like, well, don't talk about it so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm not going to rob a bank. There's too much anxiety and planning. I don't like to plan. Get out of here. Um, but anyway, after you chloroform, sir, he's kind of had this planned out because he like has a wheelchair. Oh yes, she's like tied to it, and he like says to her, "I'm not going to hurt you." And it's like, yeah, clearly. I'm just going to bash your brains in? Well, no. (laughs) If you guys are going to, like, you did this to, like, rape her or something, like, Mm. she already, like, consensually had sex with you. Yeah. So. But it doesn't mean he can't be some kind of a psycho who lures people in that way and then. Right. No, I agree. And this is where he explains the whole lore and backstory of it. Yes. And we're given a lot of details, which I enjoy. Absolutely. Because I feel like a lot of horror movies, they give you, like, the entity or something and then they spend half of the movie figuring out its backstory yeah but the thing about them telling you everything about this uh entity is that like it feels organic because he feels like he has a duty to tell her exactly what the deal is and show it to her so that she knows what it is but you know i feel like he could have I know it sounds crazy and he wants to keep her in one place and like show it to her so that she knows she knows, but like I still am not okay with the whole like let's tie her up and then she oh, no, wakes no, no, up. No, no, like, that's 100% not okay. But, <laughs> you know, it's he implies later that you know, he says like the demon's very slow. Mm. It's not dumb. Yeah. It's, it's very slow though. Yeah. So there's this implication he doesn't know how long until the demon gets there. Yeah. So like, you know, after they have sex and it's like, how long is he going to hang out there right. waiting for the demon? So I understand his thought process. It is not the right yes. thought process. And I do appreciate him for explaining it. But at the same time, is he explaining it for purely selfish reasons? Because she yeah. will stay alive longer if he tells her what's going on. Oh, absolutely. And his life is dependent now on her yeah. life. And, and we get to that point where you learn about that aspect of it but i have to mention in this scene 
when she's tied to the chair and you get like it seems like the camera is attached to the chair yes and you just see and he whips her around Mm -hmm. and you go with her and it's like all that tension of her like not knowing what's going on thinking that a psycho has just kidnapped her for some weird sexual reason or to, to kill her or whatever and he's explaining these weird things to her and the camera's just whipping around attached to that and she's pulling on the the tension of like her restraints and it's just it's so well done right it's so so well done and then it's like we see the end today Mm -hmm. and it's this naked woman who of course it's a naked lady (laughs) who jay doesn't recognize but we find out later it's actually in the form of um hugh's mom oh right i forgot about that um so Hugh kind of shows Jay, like, he's like, it's going to come at you. Like, yes. he shows her, he's like, I can see it, it's coming at us. Mm-hmm. And, like, he shows that he can stand close to it and it doesn't attack him because right. it's still coming from Jay. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's very slow, but it's not dumb, which is yeah. my tagline now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very slow, but I'm not dumb. I'm going to take that one, too. Oh just, just like, a, <laughs> I'm going to see how that works at bars. Let's roll in and be like... <laughs> I'm very slow, but I'm not dumb. But I'm not well, I dumb. shouldn't be going to bars and trying to pick up men anyway, but... Yeah. Um, but then he kind of does a shitty thing, and he kind of just put, loads like, her back into the car yeah. and then dumps her in front of her house completely naked. her wrists. Yeah. And it's like, guy, okay, you, you got the demon off your back for at least a little while, but if you go to jail for, like, raping somebody, it's not that helpful. You're just gonna right. be a sitting duck for whenever it comes back. So. And he dumps her in the street. Luckily, Kelly and Yara and Paul are all playing old maid on yeah. their porch, so they're able to, like, run to her and make yeah. sure she's okay, but he's just like, like, if a car hits her, dude, the demon's coming after you. So. I know. He's, that whole part of it is, like, if you really didn't care, you could have at least just untie her and drop, like, what's she going to do? He's stronger than her. Like, she's mm-hmm. not going to, like, hurt him. And we see Greg lives across the street, and they're like, oh, that family's always a mess. And it's yeah. like, and then the cops are questioning her wrapped up in a blanket in front of her house but we see later she's taken to the hospital so like yeah that question could have waited until we got to the hospital yeah that whole thing was weird i mean you have this poor girl who was dumped off at her house completely naked and bound and mm-hmm. you well not completely because she was wearing underclothes but it's like you think that's an okay time to question someone yeah. at her house like bring her somewhere safe. like mm. but i will say the cops do take her seriously like they, they go do. they find the um wheelchair and like, her you purse know. at the, at yeah. the scene Right. Yeah, they do take her seriously. But yeah, you're right. It could have waited. Um, and again, then playing old maid on the is another like what time period is this? What like young people would be sitting on a porch playing old maid <laughs> of all things? But Megan's like me, I would be. I would play old maid with my nieces and nephews and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think they know how to play it. Okay. We would have to play it. <laughs> But I read, uh, I read online that it's like almost like another like throwback that old maid is like yeah. the same idea of of the mm-hmm. entity that you don't want to be the last one holding the car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This movie's very very smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, he throws her out. So I'm just looking at my notes. Um, oh, and I noticed that she has maybe I'm reading this too much into it, but she has an X tattoo on her middle finger. Oh yeah, one of her middle fingers, and. I'm reading way too much into this, but technically, if you give someone the finger, it's supposed to be like a dick, right? So maybe it's like, you don't know that? No. Isn't it supposed to look like a dick? Am I wrong? Oh my god, this episode just went off the rails. I, I, I'm giving Megan the finger right now. <laughs> Doesn't it? 
I I have to look that up later because I think it does. But like, this is my whole thing. Is it like, you know, don't have sex kind of a thing, like an X on that finger? Never mind. Never mind. I shouldn't have brought this up. Megan is looking crazy. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. So she goes to the hospital and she's obviously sent home. And um, and she's like, oh, this is such a sad scene when she's like looking at herself in the mirror. And like, even though like they make a point of saying that the sex was consensual mm-hmm. and everything like that. And like, she still feels so violated. And yeah. And actually just right. I think it's right before they cut to her. The mom is who is obscured again is talking to the sister. And she says... Did she catch anything? And the sister said, I don't think so. Which is wrong. No, she wasn't talking to the sister. Oh, who? She She was was talking to Greg's mom. Oh, Greg's. She was talking to somebody. Yeah. um, And says that. But yes, she absolutely did catch something. Thank you very much. But yeah. um, And and as she's looking for her, she's looking at herself. She's scared by a ball in the window. Yeah. A red ball just hits the window. And now when it pans out, you see a boy crouching on her roof. Now the people are like, oh, it's the demon, but I don't. I think it's just one of those pervy neighbor kids from yeah. earlier. So. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of like putting you on edge, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to class, which I think I probably would have taken some time off. Absolutely, but also like you don't know how much time is. Well, probably not because of the demon. Yeah. So yeah, she just straight goes to class, and uh, she's sitting right next to the window, and then all of a sudden this this old lady in like a hospital gown starts you can tell she's all the way far away and starts walking and walking and walking and jay is looking out the window and finally realizes like right when it gets up to the window i think she realizes a bit before that because you see her like walk in between people like there's people sitting on the grass and she just like and nobody reacts to her and jay's like yeah, <laughs> and then Jay just wa- walks out of the class, which I'm like, of course this is college because that's the only time you can do that. But yeah, but then, even then the teacher is like, teacher excuse, is like excuse, excuse me, excuse me, and I'm like, it's college. You just she could be going to the bathroom. Right. Just let her go. Oh, and Greg's in this class. Oh yeah, because Greg looks at her looking out the window. Greg the hottie um, looks at her look- going out the window. So um, yeah, so is this when she goes to the? right because she's she's walking down the hall and the old lady's still following her and she like says hello and the two girls who are talking in the hall are just like oh hi yeah and she like realizes that they're not seeing this old lady yeah there's just something so scary about like you might sit there and think like oh a demon that's just like walking at you is like whatever but it's so but this old lady has very sunken eyes and she's just like so menacing walking slowly towards you like a zombie but not a zombie like it's so effective right yes and then she goes to the ice cream shop and they give her ice cream which solves everything yeah ice cream heals all wounds and like kelly and paul works together and you can tell like paul totally is like he's like i can protect you i'll spend the night yes i literally wrote here paul struggles between his dick and his emotions (laughs) Some can say he's caught between... Oh, you know, I'm not going to say <laughs> A rock in a hard place. <laughs> That's perfect. We'll, we'll go with a rock in a hard place. Um, and he's all like, nothing's going to happen. Famous last yeah. words. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we flash back to her house and like the gate's open for some reason. Oh, yeah. and, and it's like Yara is there also. And she's yeah. like, way too personal with this family because she's literally like clipping her toenails yeah. in front of them yeah it's very odd 
Are Yara and Paul related to each other? I don't think so. Okay. I, I kind of couldn't tell. Because it's like Kelly and Jay are brushing their teeth and like getting ready for bed. And Yara's like sitting on the toilet. Just clipping like, her just toenails. There, not, yeah. Like, she's using she's not done. Yeah. Clipping her toenails and eating a Twizzler. <laughs> and I'm just like... It's like, you're going to go to bed. Don't eat a Twizzler. You're going to brush I'm your teeth. For, forget even that. Like, <laughs> I would never clip my toenails in front of my friends. Oh, my God. Like, me neither. Me neither. Like, that's a boundary. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. That uh, is a hard boundary for me. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul's on the couch. Yes. This family also has a lot of crocheted blankets. I have a lot of crocheted blankets. Why? Why wouldn't you? Well, actually, I have one, but in my in my parents' house is a bunch. You know exactly why I wouldn't have any crocheted blankets. I do. I don't crochet. I knit. No, I get you. Don't get them from like I got them from my grandparents. <laughs> no, my grandmother knitted, oh, or she excuse did. Excuse me. Back in Ireland. Excuse me. Sorry, my mom crochets. My parents have a lot of crocheted blankets. I love an afghan. Everybody's got to have an afghan on their couch for nap time. But we digress. I just, I just do the superior yarn work. So. Uh, no offense to me. all you hookers uh, out there. But. Whatever. But it was good enough for my Irish grandma and my town grandma. So, yeah. No offense to all you hookers out there. But uh, knitting is clearly the superior yarn work. Shame- you guys do shaming. Have, you guys do have the better, better nickname, though. True. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So they, Paul's on the couch and it's like said to be, it's kind of like the middle of the night, I guess. And Jay comes down, tells him that she can't sleep. And uh, they start talking about their past and how they were each other's first kisses. Um, And, you know, then they start talking about like how they sound porn. <laughs> At but some no, point when they were not kids. only that, Paul also kissed Kelly. So she's like, oh, you yes. kiss sisters. And it's yeah. like. Yeah, Paul's just, you know, Paul's been struggling with his, his uh, complex feelings for these girls for a long time <laughs> but in yeah, his life. Yeah, there's this whole thing when they talk about how they found like these pornos and like they all yeah. read them on their lawn in Greg's house. And like Greg's mom was like. What are you children doing? Absolutely horrified. Um, And I just want to point out that when she comes down there, he's watching yet another old movie. And it's about aliens, which the last movie was also about. So that seems to be a recurring theme that they're, I guess, having some sort of foreign entity in your space. And there's also a TV on top of a TV. Yes. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of like uh, old timey technology and different things happening. So their little heart to heart is interrupted by the broken glass, the glass yep. break in, and Paul's like, "There's nobody in there. I'm gonna go wake up your sister to call the cops." And she's like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Jay, run!" Like, I know. You know he can't see it. Mm-hmm. And then like Jay goes into the kitchen and she sees this girl with her titty out, and it's Kelly, right? Oh, I think is it supposed I to be think Kelly? It's Kelly. Okay. Yeah, and this is the point where you discover that it's not just always a normal person because she's got like one boob out, and yeah, it, it almost looks like she's been sexually assaulted. Yeah, this girl. she's like peeing herself. Yeah, she's got some weird makeup happening. Right, and she's just sort of like menacingly walking towards right. Jay, and Jay makes a stupid mistake to run upstairs instead yeah. of out of the front door. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's hiding upstairs and like someone's knocking and she's like, don't let them in, don't let them in. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just Yara. Yep. And then <gasps> scariest part of the oh whole my movie. God, it's so and scary. they open the door and Yara's standing there and she's like, What's wrong? And, and all then of that, tall that giant guy man just comes like run, like not pushes, running, but he like just pushes he just out of the pushes, darkness. Yes, and he just comes in. It's so oh, 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 it's so like, perfect. Oh. So perfect. And then Jay's like, I'm going out the window, which Yep. Because um, she's gotta get the hell out. And she's like, she's running. She gets on a bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She gets on a bike. Greg is like, like hot boxing in his car, and he's like, "Well, that's weird." <laughs> and it's like she runs to this park, and mm-hmm. she's just like, "This is where I'm gonna stop." Yeah, it's kind of like how Annie was in the beginning. It's like she just goes to finds a place, and right. But she I, it's like Annie was almost implied that she'd been doing this a little bit yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I went two blocks. I'm sorry. <laughs> honestly that would be me i'd be like just take me because it's, it's like she's sitting there and like her friends come running out of the darkness mm-hmm. and it's like if they found her that quick like the demon like yeah. granted it's not running but it's walking yeah, at a pretty moderate pace and you're supposed to think at first the friends are the right. demon and then and then like greg comes out of the darkness and it's the same thing like you're supposed mm-hmm. to think that he's the demon and yep. i mean the thing is and this is when Jay kind of tells them all about what happens. And I'm thinking to myself, they're all young adults slash mm-hmm. late teenagers. Yeah. I feel like something like this would have been discussed at the schools. Like, you know how when we watched The Ring, like, there was that whole, like, rumor about the video mm-hmm. going around the schools? Oh, yeah. I feel like if this was happening, yeah, they it would have known something. about it. Like, somebody would have said, oh, yeah, I had a cousin who went to school mm-hmm. in Canada who this had, and everyone would be like, everyone knows that's just mm-hmm. a story, Paul. Yeah, but it's like, like an urban legend. It would have been like, because if this was happening, like... But again, the dream. Yes. You have to keep thinking of it as a dream, because it really is. It yeah. really is a dreamscape. And but you're right. It would it would be all over. Right. And Greg decides he wants to help her at this point. So they're going to try to find Hugh and who Hugh really yeah. was. Because we find out after she's been assaulted that Hugh isn't who he said he is. Yeah. I also think, because this just occurred to me, but like naming him Hugh is like almost as if it's like pointing to her. It's like you are going to get this next. Maybe I'm reading again. I'm reading too much. You're reading a it. lot into this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I like thinking about things. But they find like this abandoned house that he's staying in. You see that he has Mm. like these alarms set up. Like he has the cans over the window. All the cans in the window. Uh, You know what made me laugh the most? Was when they go to the bathroom and they open the medicine cabinets and his medicine is in there. Uh You're squatted in this abandoned house. But my medicine always (laughs) has to come with my medicine cabinet. But then he leaves it there after he leaves. He can get more. Yeah, no, I I thought that was kind of funny too. It's like here's here's my medication. I gotta be responsible while I wait to die. <laughs> and it's like um like there's a little bit of a jump scare when like Jay's in the closet and the oh, window yeah. the wall falls the wall down. Falls and Kelly's like so unfazed by it. She's like what she's I, like But I mean she's not uh, the one with the paranoia. Like but pe- he, excuse me, even then. Yeah. Like Oh, I would jump. I would. I would jump. I would probably let out a little girly shriek. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I would. But like, we're just high strung anyway. Like, <laughs> I feel like anyone would. Like, you're in this abandoned building. You know? Yeah. And yeah. not only that, it falls, and there's somebody on the other side of it. Oh yeah. You know, it was so even weird. though it's your sister. It like, really was. You would just still like. Listen, there have been oh times when I'm laying in bed and like Dennis comes in to tuck me in at night, mm-hmm. and like 
I'll have my eyes closed so I don't realize he opens the door and I'll roll over and he's just dead. Oh my and God. I'll scream and it's like, I know it's my husband. Mm-hmm. I can make out his features, but I wasn't expecting it. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I one day jump. it might be the axe murder. One day. One day. And you know, you'll, you'll die knowing that you were right. And that's, uh, that's important. Right. And so, it's like, yeah. we get this shot of like Yara going to the cabinets and Greg is just like, Hey girl. <laughs> he's like admiring her legs because she's wearing shorts. I know, I know. It like pans it's up like, her body real like, slow. It's like, yeah. your pants. Seriously, dude. She literally just told you because she didn't keep it in her pants. But I, I mean, this this type of attitude uh, follows him a little bit later on. But anyway, so um, so where am I in my notes here? Uh, oh, they finally meet. They well, they get his. They find a picture of him of him the, at the high yes, school. Yes, the girls weren't, and I think that girl's Annie. The picture is oh, like, is yes. Oh and she's God, wearing a Letterman so, jacket. You know, I'm looking into all the wrong things, but the obvious things are completely missing me. So. Um, and they discover, they they know what the school is. So they go mm. and they look at a yearbook. Oh, yeah. and this is such a great shot when it's sweeping, <gasps> that's camera yeah. spinning, and you see the girl in the window walking closer and mm-hmm. closer. And I'm like, oh my God, it's out there. Oh. And they have no Jay has no idea yeah, because you can't be aware of it twenty four seven. And it's like they get in the car and you can still see her coming through mm. the windshield of the car. And oh like Yara's just sleeping in the back because apparently, like you know, yeah, it's not her problem. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then they find they go and they find Jeff and to uh, Hugh Hugh who Jeff, we now know is Jeff, formerly known as Hugh. And uh, I think it's very nice of the mother to be like, sure, come on in, stranger, and all of your friends. Oh, yes, but like this is when she like looks at the mother when she opens the door and she's like... She realizes yes, who it is. It was who it was before. Yeah, absolutely. But Jeff lives in a fancy house. He does. He's he, a fancy little rich kid. He's a fancy rich white boy, that Jeff. Um, and Jeff kind of fills him in more. Like he's not sure how he got it. Got it. Yeah. He thinks he got it from a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. and they're out in the backyard and he says something really like dickish. He's like, You're a girl. It's easy for you to pass it on. <laughs> it should be so easy for you to pass like, it on. Well, A, that's misogynistic. And B No thank oh you. Oh my god. Me. Seriously. Um, um and he like explains it to them. And uh Paul is like, I'll take it from you. I'll take it from you, Jay. <laughs> right here, Jay. Right here. But like Jeff's like, you shouldn't even be near me because once it's done with you, it's yeah, gonna come it's from me. me. And that's when you find out that it just yeah. goes straight down the line to right. like everybody. Right. And he sees this girl walking towards him and he's like, Do do you guys see her? Do you guys and mm-hmm. they're like, Yeah, it's like a little bit of a fake yeah. out, but it's like He's right. Once yeah. it kills Jay, it's coming right for yeah, him. Yeah, it's coming back to him. Which, as, as I don't know why Jay then later sleeps with the guy who lives across the street from her, because yeah, that whole things thing. that don't make sense. <laughs> Greg the Howdy is uh, at least he's got his looks. <laughs> Let's just say. And we get this great scene when she's putting the blades of grass on her leg, mm-hmm. and it's like supposed yeah. to symbolize like suicide and yeah, like the self harm or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else do I have? Uh, oh, this is when Greg the Hottie offers up his vacation home. Right, his family vacation very nice home. of him. Yes. I will say, like, the supporting characters are, like, like, they don't just, dis- nobody dismisses anyone in this film. Like, yeah. Greg doesn't believe her, but he, like, realizes, like, what she needs to, like. Yeah, he's like, I'll help. To calm, calm her, to make her feel better. Yeah. Like, absolutely and not in a condescending way he's like oh don't worry it can't come to the beach baby he's like mm-hmm. if this is what you need to do we'll go and do it like yeah. you know yeah you gotta give it to him um 
I will say it's like the slowest demon ever, though, because it just like casually strolls to its like victims. I know it's just like deep to be gonna but go kill you. They get, they get to the beach and Jay sets alarms, and there's more crocheted bl- blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get this really weird like shaky cam thing when Greg goes to look for the guns. I don't know if you oh, noticed yeah. that because I felt like everything was so steady, and then we have like this like yeah. really shaky cam of like yeah, I've forgotten about that. I don't you know, know what the deal is with that. I think maybe it's just supposed to be like oh, he has a gun. What does that mean? Right, and it's like there's a lot of like um they teach Jay, he's teaching Jay how to shoot. No one is wearing ear protection, which is not proper gun safety. Sure, I've never shot a gun, so I don't know, but that makes sense. Yeah. I know you've been to the range. Whatever. I've been to the range. Home, home, home. You're not allowed in unless you have ear protection and uh, eye protection. That makes sense because I've always heard that guns are they're very loud. loud. They are very loud. So, um, that's why you have to get a silencer. <laughs> Apparently, silencers are not like they show like silencers in movies as being mm-hmm. like completely silent and. Yeah, it can't possibly silent, completely silence the gunshot. Right. But that's why you use a pillow. Why am I so- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I hide my pillows? I actually believe in gun control, so I don't know why I'm <laughs> So do I. I mean, when you I all say these I've tips. been to the gun range, I do not actually own a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been. Yeah. Which, if you're going to shoot a gun, you might as well do it there. Listen, I'm a huge believer in gun control and mm-hmm. gun safety and... Yep. Um, if you're going to do something, I believe in doing it safety, safely. Mm-hmm. And that's no, the safest place to go do it. Now this has become a concept of a talk about guns. <laughs> oh yes, okay. Sorry. But that, any, anyway, that was my fault. We 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 veered into political territory. We we're sorry. But it's like they're but. all on the beach, and like it's implied that they're all going to leave her there. It is yes, because he said Greg says to her, "Are you going to be okay when everyone goes home?" <gasps> Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that at all. Right. I swear to God, guys, I watched this movie. But I think I because did. they're all like Greg has class, and I'm assuming Kelly, Yara, and Paul have like work mm-hmm. to get to. Yeah. But it's like it's this great scene when they're all on the beach, mm-hmm. and like Greg runs off to pee, and we start yeah. seeing someone coming at them, uh-huh. and it looks like Yara. Yeah, but it's not Yara because then Yara it's comes paddling by on her little boat. Yeah, she's she's out in the water. Yeah, and, and I'm just like the entire time I'm just sitting there, turn around. Oh my god, turn around. I know. And she just picks up her hair, and I then know. you see it from the perspective of not being able to see the right. entity. So her hair just goes up, and uh, then they a fight ensues. Yes, yeah, so Paul Paul like whacks the thing with the chair, and the thing's like, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> and literally like knocks him yep. across and the beach yes and that's when he's like oh shit this is really real right. <laughs> and it's like they run to like this little hut she's shooting at it greg's mm. running towards him as she starts shooting yep and like, oh yeah she hits it yeah she does hit it and it does bleed but it gets right and back kind up. of stops but does get right back up yeah. and then like as they're hiding in here it goes from like um that scary tall man again yeah and then like it bursts Past open the, the door yeah and it's this it's greg like pops in like what are you yeah. guys doing mm-hmm. and, and he's like, like, Who he's did like this to the door? He's like, there's nobody out here and they're all like dude like something's happening and like mm-hmm. paul pulls up his shirt we see like the marks marks on, on his side but um then it's like the scary boy and it's actually supposed yeah. to be her neighbor boy who comes in through the bottom oh, yeah and that is so scary that's like the second scariest yeah. one He's just like where his eyes are all hollowed yeah. out, kind of like the big guy was before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, ah, through the thing. And Jay's just like, nope. 
nope, nope, nope. And she gets in the car and Greg's like, that's my car. I know. He's <laughs> like, why did I invite these people to my house? And oh my God, they, she books it and does not practice safe driving because uh, she immediately no, crashes the car. She immediately veers off into some corn and crashes the car. And uh, she ends up getting, uh, she wakes up in the hospital. Right. Which, on that. I mean, um, at this point, like, how hasn't the thing caught up with her? Because she didn't go that far in her car. Yeah. And like, okay, you assume because it's shown she veers to avoid someone backing up. So you're assuming, yeah. okay, maybe that guy called an ambulance right away. Maybe an ambulance mm-hmm. got to her in, yeah. let's say, 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? But, you know, maybe the entity is kind of wary of, like, letting people see it. Because it seems, like, pissed off that it hasn't gotten her. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would be, too, if I walked all the way to the beach just to find out I had to walk all the way back to the city. I'd be like, I know. This, this demon is not efficient. No. <laughs> it happened to just crawl out of the tv like, yes absolutely but i also think of it as like it goes after you know these young teens to like early 20s people who are all just you know sowing their oats and going around so i just imagine it being like dee, 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 i'm going this way up oh, that person had sex gotta go this way now <laughs> like, turns on their heel and starts walking somewhere else right um, so yeah, she ends up in the hospital with a broken, I'm assuming something broken because she's casted. Yeah. She's got her I would arms and a cast based yeah. on how long the cast is. Cause it doesn't come above her elbow. Mm. Medical expertise from, well, not medical expertise necessarily, but just based I on the ca- ca- cast length. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah. That's okay, what that's I would just say. I mean, I will say later in the movie, she's whipping it around like she has no problem. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. And she gets in the pool and just like lets it get wet. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, this uh, that was not a waterproof cast. <laughs> no. Because like, I mean, like I can show you a picture of when, when my niece broke her arm and she had, oh, it's actually, you see that cast comes above her elbow. Oh, it's like kind of under the Stu Leonard's yeah. app. But that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Call me out for my Stu Leonard's app. <laughs> have a Stu Leonard's app. It's her background picture. That's why. It's not the Stu Leonard's app. My niece is. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you just love Stu Leonard so much you put their logo I mean, as your I background. I love Stu Leonard's that much. But, um, and it's actually, oh, here, here's a better picture of it when she's kissing her sister. Oh, <laughs> We're taking um, a, it's family corner. You see how oh, it comes above so elbow. Sweet. Yeah. Is that a professional picture? Yeah, my sister gets professional oh, pictures gotcha. taken. It I, looks I like just, it has a watermark I just watermark love her sister's it. face and that's like, why are you touching me? <laughs> I'm like, seriously? Oh, my, my little nieces. Shout out to Emmy and Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, guys. Okay, so she's in the hospital and she wakes up, you know, and looks around. And I think it's actually really nice that like... Her mom is there, her sister is there, Yara and Paul are there, and so is Greg. They're all just sort of sleeping, waking, waiting for her to wake up. So she does truly get a lot of support from the people around her throughout this whole ordeal. Do you know what I wrote? What? Uh, the pre-COVID days of allowing a thousand visitors into a hospital mm, room. Oh, man. I try not to think about that when I'm watching this stuff. Um, and then, like... We get this pan of the hospital and it's like the doctors mm-hmm. and nurses. And you start hearing the footsteps come down yeah. the hallway and it's just the nurse. Yeah. So. Um, and then like we see the hospital and then we see Greg literally taking one for the team. Yep. Absolutely. Didn't have to tell him twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there's lots of little conversation where he talks to Jay. You know, it flashes a little bit later and he's mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen anything. And Paul's there. And Paul's like, 
Well, yeah, Paul's like so jealous. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, read the room. Like, know what you're do- doing. But yeah, Greg, absolutely. You can tell it just truly is not taking it seriously. Right. Um, it's like left up ambiguously whether or not he has passed it on because he's seen flirting with some yes. girls. Yeah. And it's like that would explain why it had been like three or four days and he mm-hmm. hadn't seen the demon yeah, yet. Like maybe anybody. he passed it on. He, and he may have, but that person may have. Right. Well, but, I mean, maybe they would have heard of that. I don't know. It's, it's very ambiguous. If he did pass it on, I'm pretty sure he didn't tell someone what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't believe in it. Yeah. He and like Paul, Yara, and Kelly are like, dude, something was really there. Like, something mm-hmm. broke it. Something hit Paul. Yeah, like, they're like telling him, like, yeah. dude, this is real. And Take it like, seriously. He's like, yeah, something's happened. Like, I believe something's happened, but I think, you know, it's not what... And he stopped short of just saying, like, she's... Right. You know, something's wrong with Jay. Right. So... Um, but then Jay's home, and she's looking out her window. She's keeping an eye on Greg's house. Mm-hmm. And she sees Greg walking down the street in Long John's. Is that Greg? Yeah. God, I'm so dumb, you guys. And then he's like trying to get in the door of her house, his house, and she's like knocking on the window. Uh-huh. And then he like breaks the window open. She's like, oh, that's not Greg. Yeah, that is not Greg. And she's like calls to call to um calls him on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's not picking up. And she's like running over, like mm-hmm. climbs in the windows, banging she on the door. She just like drops and rolls yeah. through the window. Doing all this with a broken wrist. Good for you, Jay. Good for you. Yeah. Literally taking things seriously, unlike some other people. Greg. But then she goes upstairs and she sees his mother knocking really hard on the door. Knocking, knocking, knocking. And it glares at her. It glares at her because it knows. Um, But I just think it's funny how long she knocks on his door before he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because I'm like... Well, I think it's implied that he was sleeping because it was late. Yeah, but she's like, not like, how long does it take you to wake up and go, holy crap, what's going on? Right. (laughs) And then he's like, what the fuck, mom? And her, she's like bare chested. Yeah. And and Jay's like, this is your mom. Don't open the door. Don't open your door. Yeah. But it's like, then Jay goes to like, look in the room and she's like, the demon is like, grinding on top the of demon, him like fucks and there's him like fluids and like it's really like and a lamp is knocked over so the lamp is pulsing light it's, it's really graphic yeah it's really really graphic uh and like i kind of feel bad for greg oh obviously i feel bad for greg but also greg needed to take things way more seriously right. than but he did it like makes you think does the demon when it kills always appear in like somebody that you know somebody that you personally no for, forget even knowing like somebody who is personally very much related to you yeah um because like when it was coming real close to hugh slash jeff that time it was his mother yeah like you know mom. that it wasn't like oh he just passed it on i'll just they're together i'll just kill this girl and then turn around and kill him like yeah. you know it seems to want to like torture you with it yeah. being somebody close to you and it also kind of makes you wonder like this she basically fucks him to death and you kind of wonder, like, because the girl, Annie, in, in the beginning, she has that weird leg injury. And it's like, that's not the same. I right, don't but think. if you see when she's, like, grabbing his arm, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, because Jay ran away before she can see anything else, maybe, like, yeah. it, like, pulls or, like, bends the body. Maybe. Like, you know. Yeah. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any rules, really. <laughs> right. It just kills. Yeah. Um, But Jay decides she's going to 
run and she gets in her car and she drives Mm -hmm. and like she falls asleep on the hood of her car yeah very weird but maybe for the warmth i guess yeah but that's gonna go cold yeah but not before you fall asleep i guess i mean i would just stay in the car where there's comfortable seats and yeah i don't know she yeah she falls asleep on the hood for some reason and it's like she wakes up and it's day and she walks down to like the lake or the ocean Mm -hmm. it's the lake because michigan is not on an ocean megan um and she sees like these guys boating and she's just like okay then yeah, and she goes to go have sex with one of them, but well, then I, I think it's an ad- it's implied that she doesn't. Right, end it, up I doing think that. it's I think it's left up to your imagination yeah. whether or not she did it, because it's like at this point, like you got to think like the demon was following her at her own house. Mm-hmm. She went to wherever she went, which you assume maybe she drove two hours. Now yeah. the demons walk into that place. Maybe it's almost to the place when she decides she's driving home. So now it's like another mm-hmm. another like half a day that has to walk back. And yeah, like I said, if I was this demon, I'd be really pissed. Like, Driver's like, license, I just demon. got here. That demon just does not I, want to go to the DMV. I just, I, well, I don't care. <laughs> Neither would I. I really wouldn't. Yeah, it's not no, worth it. it. Um, but like, we get back to Jay, we flash back to Jay, and she's like, shut herself in. She's only in her room. Like, yeah. the pool's broken. Mm-hmm. The bread is moldy. Which means that her safe place is gone. Right. And like, Paul's like, still, he's still like going hard for it. He's still yeah. like, why did you do it with Greg? I, I know he's still jealous. And it's, it's like, like dude. dude. <laughs> Maybe because she cares about you. She's more just, than she cared about she's, Greg. Well, not only that, she's really just not that into you. I know. He, he's not going to let it go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's like, I, I have it written here. He goes, at one point, I forget exactly, but like he goes, I want to help. And I wrote, sure you do, Paul. Sure you do. <laughs> yeah and then like you know they talk about trying to defeat it and he's like do you remember where we had our first kiss and it's like dude I know. get over it he needs to let it go and like they're like they have a plan now and they like yeah. drive out and <laughs> this is where what? we get the naked guy what on the roof drive? oh my god it's so freaky though it's uh, so scary so i said are we sure this is the demon and just not the neighborhood crazy man <laughs> Because, like, she looks at him, and it's like, I, I just, like, I wanted Yara to turn around and be like, oh, look, Oldman Jenkins is up I'm on your roof like, again. Oh, my God, it's my dad again with his dick out. Like, come on. <laughs> Oldman Jenkins again up on your roof. <laughs> it is really kind of creepy, though, about how it's just there, and it's, like, menacing at her right. as they drive away. But it's like, you could have spent less time climbing the roof and more time getting into her window to kill I her. Know. Um. Yara sounds like really entitled during the scene because they're like walking through Detroit and they're going to this pool mm. and she goes, when I was a child, my parents wouldn't let me go south of eight mile. Yeah. And she just, she's like, cause that's where their suburbs end and the city began. It just, it comes off as so entitled for some yeah, reason to me. No, I'm it's, just like, because it's such a weird detour into like social class struggle. Right. And which this like, movie is not they're, about. They're walking through this really, you know, messed up part Mm -hmm. of detroit and there's always these flashes when they go from the suburbs to like detroit and they're driving down and it's like all these broken buildings Mm -hmm. and all like you know all these like overgrown lots and boarded up places and it it just sounds so freaking like it's like your biggest problem when you were little was that you weren't allowed to go into the city like Mm -hmm. and you're walking around people who like lost their homes who've lost their livelihood and your biggest problem was that i don't i just had a lot of problems with this speech yeah no i I think you're right it's it's kind of like he just wanted to like the guy who wrote and directed it just wanted to 
put in that social commentary, but un- unfortunately it just sounds because it's such a weird detour to take and coming out of the mouth of this little white girl just being like, you know, this is my, this is my issue as a child. It's like, okay. It's, it's. Yeah, no, I get you. It just annoys me for I some reason. I get you, I get you. But anyway, they get to the pool and start setting up all these electronics and mm. I'm sitting there like, this is a stupid plan. I know. I actually read a little, cause I, cause I wanted to look at the significance of like what people thought of the significance of water. And as I was reading stuff about that, there was like a quote from the guy who wrote and directed it, whose name I don't remember. Um, David. Right. He, he wrote and directed it, right? Yes. Um, um, where he said he's David just Robert like, Mitchell. Yeah. There's just something about them coming up with this, this like stu- Scooby-Doo plot. But how to get rid of this. I kind of, I agree with him. Like, I see where he's coming from there. Yeah. Because the plan basically is to lure the entity into the pool, get, somehow get her out, even though it's like an Olympic sized pool and she's like straight in the middle of it. Right. Somehow get her out and then just electrocute it. Right. And I guess maybe this feeds back into the water being like a safe place and them thinking that it won't let them down and it will be something that will kill the entity, but we noticed that that is uh, not exactly what happens. No, it is not what so. happens. I'm sorry. I'm looking for a quote here from a book because there's this scene. I And I actually wrote it here. Here we go. So, so they show. Okay. You don't have to be rude. Mm-hmm. They showed this. Um, They show outside and it starts to thunderstorm, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Have you ever read the book Good Omens? No. Okay. So. The book Good Omens starts um, starts out like this. It basically says like um, there's like they're talking about like the night like the Antichrist came or whatever, and they go, "It was not a dark and stormy night." And, and <laughs> it's basically implied that you know, for every dark and stormy night you get, you have calm nights where Igor is just mm. punching his overtime deck, like you know. <laughs> and I, I just love that. So when it showed that it was like a dark and stormy night, it just yeah. made me think of that. Like you know, yeah. this stuff always has to happen. It's on, like, like dark very and stormy classic, nights. and it's like all of a sudden so rainy, stormy outside. Yeah, but yeah. So they sit and they wait for a yeah. while. She gets in the pool with her cast. Yeah, and she, she like just puts the cast right up, up yeah. in the water. She must have been a prune at this point. I know. Because it's implied that she's waiting a while. Yeah. And like this part, all of a sudden she goes, it's here. And like this mm-hmm. is one of the first times besides on the beach when we see it like pulling her. Yeah. That we don't see the entity from Jay's yeah, perspective. Yeah, we don't see it. She just she's pointing to stuff. Yeah. But there's a reason. There's kind of a reason why that happens. Right. Um, you know, they say, oh, Oops. where is it? Oh, sorry. Um, I just kicked Megan under the table. We're playing footsie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she says, you know, her, uh, Kelly says, who is like, what is it? What does it look like? And she goes, I don't want to tell you. And it turns out that it's it looks father. just like their father yeah. who is not there. We don't know what happened to him, but we see him oh, in pictures. Like passed away. Oh, um, see again, another thing I missed. I didn't know if he maybe just left or if he died, yeah. but um, and the demon's smart because the demon's like, oh, look at all these nice electronics you just set up for me to hurl at her. Here's the thing, though. This is where I'm just like, come on. Where this demon truly has, there's you truly know there's no way to defeat it. Because, like, even though this plan is dumb, because nothing suggests that electrocuting it will stop it. It's like up until this point, the demon has never, like, really tried to just hurl things at you. <laughs> 
And now it's just like, all right, I'm just going to pick this shit up and hurl it at your face. Maybe it doesn't want to get wet. Ugh, fine. But it's truly like, wow, there's just no way right. to defeat. And there's this whole scene of Paul trying to shoot it, even though he can't see it. Yeah, but they, and they already established that shooting it doesn't work. Right. But I think that was just like their backup plan because they wanted. Yeah, I mean it, it slows it down. Yeah, but it doesn't work totally. And then he accidentally shoots Yara, who <sighs> I know. Who I will say is a trooper during the scene because she's never just like call nine one one. I've been shot. Mm-hmm. But like he finally headshots it. Yeah. Um, because like Kelly throws a blanket over it, and then we get mm-hmm. this beautiful scene when Jay's trying to get out of the water, and yep. like he's pulling her down, and mm-hmm. Paul is shooting at it. And it's this beautiful underwater yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. It's very it's cool, so gorgeous, very cool. And I just love it. And then like Jay finally gets out, like he hits it, and they're like, "Jay, is it still there? It's still mm-hmm. there?" And like she crawls. Well, to I'm like, <sighs> why would you? It's it's cool looking, but I'm like, why would you do that? Because it will just pull you into the water. She just like there. crawls. And like you can and tell, then, she's so tired. And yeah, it's just the blood in the pool, Ugh. and then the blood blooms out yeah. in the pool. It's such a cool shot, right? And then she sleeps with Paul. Yep, she's like, "All right, Paul, you want this so bad? Here you go, bud." And it's like we see Paul driving past some prostitutes, and it's like, yeah, thinking about passing it on to them. And it's like, does he? Does he not? Mm-hmm. It's like they go to visit Yara in the hospital. She reads him a quote from the book. Yep. with her mouth full of food. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, if I was Paul, I would have been like, no, like yeah, lady. okay, Jay, just leave. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna pass that on to her now. Yeah, because who eats? <laughs> With their mouth, who talks with their mouth full of food? You, you don't want like, them to. And she's, she's like really enjoying this tuna sandwich from right. the hospital, right? And she's like dictating it, like yeah. she's like dictating a freaking novel to them. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and so. then we end with the two of them walking. Yeah, they're walking down the neighborhood street. They're holding hands, so it implies that they are like together now. And then there's just Somebody. it follows. It follows them. Somebody's walking behind them. Yep. And that's it. There's no escape. There's no escape from the demon. And bam, you're done. And then title card. Title. Yeah, you don't get the title card in the beginning, but you get it at the end. So what did you think of It Follows? I love this movie. It's really fun. The way that it's shot, you know, we talked about this throughout the episode, just... The wide shots, the slow pushes, the way that they use the music, the the three sixty turns, um, and the way that they sort of just create this paranoia in you to constantly be checking around to see if you can see it is just so perfectly done. And I love the fact that it's just a straight dreamscape, and they don't explain to you what the deal is, like how this demon entity came to be, how it came to be a sexually transmitted um in some way and it you know it's that classic ending of it's not over yet and maybe it'll right. never be over and right. it's just it's just great it's a wonderful film <laughs> so what about you i liked it i liked it a lot it's a very enjoyable film yeah even like for the genre like yeah. it's definitely one of those films that you can watch again and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, it does pose a lot of questions. You know, how would you escape? Yeah. How would you, how would you buy yourself more time? Yeah, and the question of like the ethics of like, right. how do I pass this on? And right. like, do you tell the person? Do you just yeah. boink and run? And- yeah, <laughs> but and then that whole like ethical dilemma of Hugh slash Jeff just being like, okay, I'm going to do this, but then I'm going to make sure that she knows it's real. But like. 
is what he did okay? Because he essentially just, vi- like, he doesn't rape her per se because their sex was consensual, but, like, he completely violates her after that. Oh, I would consider it definitely sexual assault mm-hmm. because she's in a vulnerable position. Yeah, and she didn't consent to the disease. It's kind of like having sex with somebody, you know, and you have AIDS or something and you don't tell them. Well, I mean, you can get charged. Yeah. Like, that. that is a criminal offense. Absolutely. So, yeah, t- technically, I guess, to a certain degree, it's like a rape sexual assault because she's she doesn't know exactly what she's consenting to when she does consent so um yeah and it brings up those ethical points are interesting to think about now i wonder if the only way to truly defeat it is to is to find the first person who had it because think about it Mm -hmm. so let's just simplify it so person a is the one cursed and they mm. pass it on to person B who passes yep. it on to person C who passes it on to person D who then goes back and sleeps with person A. So now the demon's going after A. They kill A. They go back to D. They kill D. They go back to C. They kill C. Mm-hmm. They go back to B. They kill B. Who are they going to kill? Yeah. He's already dead. Yeah. And what does it just end, I guess, after that? Right. Yeah. That's interesting. But then everybody has to sacrifice their lives in order to make right. it stop. And yes. then it's like, you know, there, it brings up a lot of questions of how would you defeat it? Would you hook up with someone and like the two of yeah. you just pass it back and forth to each other and like yeah. hook up? Which almost seems like what Paul and Jay are going to do. But they're staying close together. See, what I would do yeah. is I would hook up, and then we would fly to different parts of the world. <laughs> and then like when the demon got close, hop on a plane, hook up again, fly to different parts of the world. So like because the time it takes the demon to get to you. Yeah. But that would require a lot of money, which I do not have. I also feel like one thing that you could do, but this is definitely hard to orchestrate, is like create like a really massive group of people who agree to this. And like you just keep going down the line, having sex, having sex, having sex, having sex, so that it's always you're always like one or two people ahead of the demon, and then they just keep you know if you like set up like a massive Facebook group of like we're gonna do this, and everybody just constantly keeps having sex with the next person, but still that's a lot of coordination and a lot right. of like. And then I've read online some theories where people are like, oh, I would fly to some place where sex work is legal, you know, and yeah. pass it on to like their busiest like you know employee mm-hmm. but at the same time like you know the ethics yeah. of sex work non-withstanding like yeah. you know you would obviously have to tell that person be it yeah. male or female mm-hmm. um and they would probably want to tell the person that they were doing it with yeah. after you and it's like but even so it's not about like the one singular person just being very promiscuous because once they pass it on they pass it on you have to make sure that that next right, person but i think the implication the implication of the sex work is if like if you fly to we're just going to make up a town here tableville mm-hmm. Tableville? Tableville. And uh-huh. they have the most highly rated uh, brothel, whatever. And you pass... Really great tables at the brothel. You pass it on to, like, their top paid sex worker. Mm-hmm. And then she passes it, and you don't tell her, and she passes it on to someone else. Like, if the demon kills the person she passed it on, by the time it gets back to her, since she's so active, she's already mm-hmm. going to have passed it on to someone else. Yeah. No, that's true, too. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though it's like, it's not like, you know, oh, person, you know, brothel C sleeps with three, four, five men on one night. Mm -hmm. Those five men aren't going to get it. It's just going to be the first man. But she's going to sleep with five men the next night and five men the night after that. So like when they kill person night one, one guy, by the time they get back to her, she's already passed it on to someone else. Yep. Yeah. 
it's it, interesting. It, it, it's it's does, really interesting it to open think a lot about. of questions. It's like a permutation or something. Right. <laughs> so, well, in terms of rating the movie and then the scariness so, of the movie, the movie itself, I will give four out of five eggshell clamshell readers. <laughs> I was trying to think what to read it up. Shell phones? Shell phones. Four out of five shell phones. Scariness, probably three and a half. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it for the overall film, four out of five shell phones as well. And then for scariness, I don't know. I'd give it like a 2.5. I don't think it's... Like the dread. The dread is there. And the anxiety is there. I think that's what it's for me. I am anxious the entire movie. Yeah, the anxiety is there definitely. And when they do scare you, it does... Like with the big tall monster guy and little kid and then the guy it's standing very, on the it's roof. It's very effective like it'll, scares. It'll, it'll get to you. But Even in the beginning when they scare you with Annie's body. It's a very effective yeah. scare. Oh, yes. That too. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I think three is respectful, but I'm going to go with 2.5. Because, like, honestly, I just... I enjoy this film. Like, it doesn't... Yes. It's, it's not it's, something that's going to keep film. me from watching it. But, yeah. It's great. So... Yeah, so, so that that's, was that was it follows. That was it follows. Our, um, uh, where do we go from here? We talk about so if you wanna um interface with us on social media, mm-hmm. you can reach out to us at the Nightlight Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can also email us at the nightlight podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. We would love to have an uh, email segment, so go ahead and write in. Uh and we ask that you rate and review us on that on itunes especially but like everywhere else you know give us give us like a five-star rating come on guys and as always where we look forward to hearing any suggestions or comments um you can dm us through instagram too Mm -hmm. absolutely just slide into those dms please do not slide into our dms with any demons attached we would greatly appreciate that no no demons you know but uh i mean if there's one or two what are you gonna do so um that concludes this episode yeah absolutely and next time if you guys want to watch like leading up to our next episode, we are going to watch uh, the witch, Robert Eggers, the witch, so. the witch, the witch. <laughs> That's very right. So, so I'm Megan. I'm Krista. And remember to keep the nightlight on. Yes, definitely. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>